0: Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to find freedom from the shame and pressure of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode with Lynn Wilder and Joel Grote as they and their guests share personal stories and wisdom from the Bible that just might surprise you. We invite you to experience a grace that heals.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder.
2: And I'm Joel Grote. And this is part two in our series with Todd Shipman. Todd comes from a multi-generational LDS family. Um, In the first episode, he kind of shared some of that family background and history. When we left off in the last episode, he was just about to complete his uh, mission, which he served. sweat a few bullets in the process, uh, but got to stay on his mission. You'll have to listen to that episode to figure out what that was all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, Todd, we want to jump in with your story, but we also want to kind of find out how you went from total LDS culture. You really had, it sounds like very minimal to no exposure to traditional or historic Christianity growing up, and then how that began to happen and how that impacted your life. So
3: thanks for being with us again. You bet. My pleasure. Um, So I will tell you that my understanding of the evangelical uh, Christian community was (laughs) very limited. And my understanding of grace and uh, uh, mainstream Christianity was very limited to uh, Saturday evening and Sunday uh, uh, evangelists on TV. And I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing these people and they were fired up, man. They were, they were pretty excited. And I thought, and and I hope this doesn't offend anyone. I thought, man, those guys are nuts. I mean, they're just, you know, that's just it's nothing I want to ever be a part of. But it, what I didn't know is that isn't really mainstream Christianity. I mean, you yeah. know, hounding of the pulpit and, you know, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't, personally for me that's not that doesn't really invite the spirit in but that is what i ascertained that mainstream christianity was and that's what it equaled to me and i had very limited knowledge and understanding of 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 what mainstream christianity was all about okay
1: actually christian radio is probably closer to mainstream evangelicalism if you want to say that then christian tv is i think right. most christians recognize christian television as kind of being out of the main um however your limit your your exposure to radio in utah that's christian is very very limited i actually started listening to this christian radio show when i was questioning my mormon faith in Mm -hmm. utah and i could only get it at certain places on i-15 and there were times when i would stop (laughs) on an exit so that i could listen to it because when i got sure. back up the mountain in alpine i wasn't going to be able to sure. get the signal you know right. so this is to me really important christian radio here Absolutely. and uh, thank you for telling your story all right you're home from your mission
3: yes and uh i i i met met the girl in my dreams and uh um we fell in love in short time and uh um, I think we got married like six months after I met her, you know, something yep. Looking back, it seems crazy, but uh, you know, and, uh, and as we we've parents. seen in
2: other episodes, Lynn, not at all untypical
3: for <laughs> <laughs> that, for the LDS. Two contract. weeks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 God told me. You
3: yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, we've been married for 38 years. Um, we got married wow. in 1983. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Not long after, not long after my uh, um, my return, uh, I met her through a friend, and um, she was introduced to me. We started going out, and 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 that was it. That was it. That was she was it. She was the one I wanted to marry, and uh, um, we got married in the Salt Lake Temple in July of 83 okay and 1983 so just one month after my wife and i got married then we
2: got married wow. in june in june of 1983
3: wow. Wow. after i graduated from college so very yeah cool. it was That's a good year cool. to get
2: married i guess because we've been married yeah. 39 years now
3: <laughs> oh, very good yeah we're coming up on 38 it'll be 38 in july cool
1: and it'll be 48 for us this year oh, so wow. you guys are spring chickens yeah so <laughs> the young, young bucks I here know. right, right chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, uh, and marriage is good.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Is.
1: Yes. And you have children?
3: I do. I have four children. Uh, I've got uh three three uh boys and a girl and two grand two grandbabies. And so my daughter has two grandbabies.
1: Yay, and, uh, that's yeah. so
2: funny. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, Hood rocks.
3: But I they live in St. George and I live in you know Draper, and so I don't see them enough, you know. But uh Yeah.
2: Yeah so, so you're t- so you, you come home from a mission, mm-hmm. uh you get married, get married mm-hmm. in the temple. kind of living the LDS dream or expected role
3: does that you know know, play out like that yes and no I mean (laughs) I I was still kind of my old self you know and um, and you know like uh, when I came back from my mission I kind of I kind of went in and out of activity here and there you know and uh, for a long time I kind of became inactive and I I know that happens to a lot of return missionaries. something something happens that just they just kind of lose that spark and you know and and uh i kind of i kind of left the church for me i wasn't that far away you know but i i didn't really attend church for a long time and just okay just you know i kind of come in and out of it and you know like i'd you know i i'd feel like i don't have god enough in my life and so I, i again i thought that that equaled being active in the LDS church that, you know, spirituality all came through the LDS church, you know? So I right. try harder, I'd, you know, start going to church and, you know, that's kind of been the story kind of of my life really in the LDS faith. I, I kind of struggled, you know, uh, for testimony. There were times when I, I thought that I was firm in a testimony of, uh, you know, and then I, you know, um, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, then I kind of go back the other way. And, and then about three years ago, um, we were, we, we have a home in St. George and, and my, my brother passed away and my sister-in-law asked me to come run this business. Cause I had been in a similar field for a, a really long time and, and, and knew the, knew the business very well. And so, um, I moved to Salt Lake and anyway, I've been running this business for, for my sister-in-law. Um, you know, ever since, and, um, and it was kind of right in the middle of COVID, and uh, when, when it was really getting bad, and uh, so people just kind of started, you know, not really going to church, they'd, they'd have just the church speakers, and the bishopric there, and the bishop, and his two counselors, and, uh, you know, and, uh, um, and so we just kind of started watching it, you know, on, online, and, after a while, I just, you know, I just wasn't feeling really super connected to the church. You know, I, on on Sundays, I would just, um, you know, I would just, you know, do other stuff. And um, So I,
1: tell me if I'm wrong. It sounds like for many years, you have wanted to have a relationship with God right, or to right. understand who God is. Sure. But when you went to the one place that you were taught that you could get those answers or have that satisfying feeling, it didn't quite
3: meet. It didn't quite quench the thirst, so to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. great way to I put it. I think that's right. Looking back, and um, I had I had the spiritual experience that was really, um, uh, you know doesn't really happen to me you know really in my life i haven't really had a testament of faith like this that that happened to me and i had this experience that that you know i'd I'd really been praying and been trying to really pray to god that he would lead me to truth whatever truth is you know (laughs) that's a dangerous (laughs) yeah boy. God God
2: always is interested in answering (laughs) that
3: one. Yeah. And, and he did, and I'll tell you, he, he really did. And I, uh, I'd been praying for that. And I says, you know, I don't know, you know, I've always believed in the LDS church and its teachings, but if it's not right, then look, I'm putting your hands, you know, send me where you want, you know, where, you know, I, I want to know. What what is truth? You know, I, I want to be guided to truth. And um and so I, I'd been praying this for oh quite a while. Okay. And now really- at this
2: now at this point, had anyone ever like challenged your LDS faith? Because being in Salt Lake City, you're in you're exposed to a lot more non-LDS people in the yes. valley. So did you have, I don't know, co-workers or anybody who kind of said, Hey, you know, this is this is not right. There's other options out there or not. It was just. Right. Or
1: or were you finding historical facts on the internet or something?
3: You know, I, I just, at that point, I, I wasn't really looking to disprove the church. I Mm -hmm. wasn't really looking to approve the church. I was just searching for truth and Mm -hmm. no, I, to answer your question, Joel, I had never really had anyone reach out to me, you know, that was, you know, evangelical Christian uh, never really had any experience like that at all. Okay. It was just
2: just the Holy spirit working in you, drawing you then and giving you that desire to know truth and you being willing to say, okay, God, sure. Show me the truth. I'll go with the truth,
3: wherever it happens to lead. I think for the first time in my life, I was open-minded. And that's very important. You have to have your heart open Mm. in the right place for God to work on you. If you are hardcore, stiff, heart he he can't, he can't affect you. He can't work on your heart. So I really feel like my heart was in, in a really good place, you know, and I just said, look, I, I want to know what truth is. And I was driving one night and it was on a, it was on a Sunday evening or pardon me, Saturday evening. And it was late and I, I can't remember where I was or what I was doing, but I, I was out and, uh, I was driving home and I, I drove past Grace Community Bible Church and I had a strange experience as I drove by it and I had driven by this church a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. And never had any experience like this. And the I know what it was at the time I didn't know what it was but I know what it was now it was the Holy Spirit working on me and I had this thought it just came to me as clear as day you need to pay attention to that church. You need to go to that church. And I, what? That is crazy. <laughs> that is nuts. You know, that is and 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 as the feeling came back to me again, it says, you need to go back and you need to see what time that church starts. Cause I driven past it and I did, you know, they have a marquee out front. Yep. And I, I didn't really, I drove by it too fast. So the spirit was working on me and I turned my truck around 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and I pulled into the parking lot there and I was looking at the monument said, you know, church service at 11 o'clock. And I thought, this is really strange. You know, for me, it was seemed really <laughs> yes. strange. So the, the next day being Sunday, I kind of put it out of my mind. You know, I thought, oh, that was, you know, that just indigestion or something you yeah. know it was late I was tired yeah. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> late I was tired and I I kind of that's what out.
1: Scrooge said didn't yeah he? right, right.
3: <laughs> and I kind of put it out of my mind I was kind of looking at my my wristwatch, and I thought well we'll see you know I don't know you know and uh, and I kind of lost track of time I had some breakfast and I just you know I was doing stuff and I just kind of forgot and I looked at my watch and said, oh, it's 11.20. And the church service was 11. And I thought, well, you know. And, there we go. You know, yeah. and, and, and honestly, I probably would have put it out of my mind. And I never probably would have gone, just knowing me the way I do. And, and, and then a thought occurred to me. You hadn't set your watch back, and it was daylight savings time to just answer <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah.
3: yeah. And I hadn't set my wristwatch back. I'd set all the other clocks in my house, but I forgot to set my watch.
1: Oh, it's not 11 yet. You can get there. It was
3: 10, 20. And I thought, I thought, okay, well, I feel like I was working on me and it's like, okay, what am I excuse now? You know? So I got dressed and and I got in my truck and I, this is nuts. And I, and I, 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 drove to the church and I sat there and I thought I'm going to wait until it's 11 o'clock. So I don't have to talk to anybody because I was just scared to death. I don't know why, but yeah. I was trembling. I was nervous. I thought, what if they find out I'm a Latter-day Saint and they throw me out of my ear, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you dress to go? Did you like, well, did you, you dress to, down and I, yeah. Kind of casual, you know, kind of like a pair of slacks and nice pair of shoes and just kind of a nice shirt. You know, I wasn't yeah. really. No waistline tie. You're just going like wonderful. that. Yeah. No, I didn't really guess. Yeah, I just figured, well, you know. And, and that is one thing I like about this church. They don't really, I mean, you can dress in the nines if you want to, but they'll take you anyway. They can get you. And I love that.
1: Exactly.
3: I love that. And so and
1: prostitutes and drug addicts can go and even absolutely. LDS can go. We, right? we all
3: need, we all need <laughs> Christ and we all need him. So I, I walk into the church and this guy's standing there and he's was greeted. He says, welcome to our church. He says, is this your first time? He was so nice. Is this your first time here? I says, yes. He says, Oh, man, we're so glad to have you. Uh, you know, we're just, we're just thrilled to have you. Please, you know, come back again, you know. And he just made me feel so welcome. And, and I walked in and I sat down. The church service was already going. I kind of made sure of that, you know. Yeah. I'll be darned if the, the you know, I've been praying for truth. Guess what the sermon was on?
1: Mm, I can guess. But go right ahead and tell us.
3: It was about <laughs> truth. and that was exactly <laughs> what I had been praying for to know truth. And I mean, it's like it hit me over the head, you know, you know, it just like, wow. And and the pastor started talking about grace. And it's what by grace that we're saved, and we just all, all we have to do is receive him. Is, we just ex- receive the gift. He gives us the most precious gift mm-hmm. that anyone could give. And there's no way we can repay it there's no way we could ever come close. All you have to do is receive this, this gift, this gift from Christ. And I immediately just recognized the truth. I mean, I just, just like this, this wow. is just what, what I was looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that was last November, the 1st of November when daylight savings time had ended. Uh, so it's been about six months and, um, I I've been going every week since. And, and it's really interesting because whenever I went to the LDS church, it was about duty, you know, and again, like this keeping up appearances thing that I talked so much mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And it's, it's when Sunday rolls around, it's, it's the oddest thing for me to look forward to going to church. And, and I do, and I look forward to going every Sunday and I, 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 when the church service and can I kind of go back to that, there was this, this really nice lady that came up to me and she says, hi, I have never seen you here before. He says, she says, my name is Marilyn. And what is your name? And I says, I'm Todd. And she says, are you, so this is your first time? And she, she was just so nice. And she says, are you coming from an LDS background? And, and she said, you know, she asked me that and I said, yes. And she says, well, what are you doing here? And I says I don't know, <laughs> and she introduced me to the past to both to, to the pastor. She says, you know, we're having a Bible study. We we have this Bible study every Sunday morning at nine thirty. Uh, would you please come next week? You know, and I did, and I've been going ever since. And uh, I I think that 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 very day that that I went attended that church was the very day I was saved. I. I accepted that belief, and I I knew it right away, and you know I just I knew that that you know that that's what God wants. He wants us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you know you know I accepted Him that moment, and I've never looked back. And um, wow. I uh, I have attended this church, you know, every Sunday, you know, ever since, and uh, and I just uh, really really enjoy it that.
1: What kind it's of things amazing. have people learned that works. make life different?
3: Oh my. Um, so so many things. Um you know it, it's it's going back to uh, going back to my childhood and the way I was raised in the church, keeping up appearances is chasing works. And I know it now. I mm-hmm. understand. You know, I, yeah. I, I have a sister that lives in California and she lives in uh, a little town called, well, I guess it's a pretty good sized town called Redding, California. And it's not a real glamorous, you know, city. And, you know, when when her, her husband's a doctor there and when they were kind of just, you know, I remember many years ago when they were just kind of new to Redding. She says, you know, I just see, I just see this difference when I come to Utah. It's, it's all about stuff. And I said, "What do you mean by that?" She says, "Well, it's about how big your boat is, or you know how big your house is, and then, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and she says it's not like that where I live, and it's it's different, you know." And I thought well, it made me think, and it's like I wonder why, you know, at the time I thought I wonder why that is that that we're so you know, chasing after the wrong things, and then now I know it's you know you never feel like you're good enough when you're chasing works. And and so maybe if I have a bigger boat or a bigger house, maybe that'll give my life meaning. Maybe if I, you know, if I have, um, this, or I have that, this possession or that possession, and, and you can do that until you're blue in the face and, and you'll never, nothing will ever change unless you turn to to Jesus. He's the answer. And you, you know, and, and looking back, I, I chase works my whole life. And, and there's just, there's just this feeling of, of it's not enough. It's never enough. And, and that's a pervasive attitude in the LDS yeah. church. Lynn, do you think some of that comes from the fact
2: that within the LDS culture, being good with God, being kind of on the in is accompanied by those physical blessings. And so
1: well that's actually scriptural okay yeah the book of mormon says those who live the commandments will be blessed both temporally and spiritually so as lds i believed as long as i did my part ticked my boxes all appearances were good all worthiness was in the right category sin was under control right that it was a two-way street as if god had to bless me not just with spiritual blessings but with physical blessings therefore you can look around and see who's living the commandments by how big their boat is right Right. and so
2: so here's what i was what i was getting at then so do you think there's a compensation factor where even though people maybe don't feel close to god they go yeah but at least if i buy the bigger boat if i have the bigger house anybody looking at me from the outside will, think will go yeah they must be spiritual they must giant be well
3: yeah there again it's keeping up appearances it's, it's that same thing that i was talking about it's not real yeah it's not real faith in, in jesus christ it's not grace and it has to feel so um empty
2: because it is fake so it's a it's a facade it's kind of a charade
3: that you play it is and there are some people that really are I mean you know there are some really good LDS people that really do their best to to live the gospel that they as they perceive it but there again their view is based on works and so they'll never get there if you've ever seen a dog race it's the dogs are chasing a rabbit and they they go around the track and they chase the rabbit, and they run as fast as they can to chase that rabbit, and they never get there. They never get there. And that's how they inspire these dogs to run. And I think chasing works is we're like those dogs chasing that rabbit. We we never get there. It's never enough. It's never. And when you when you can when, when you can accept Jesus and His grace. It's like you lose a hundred pounds. It's like this big weight has been lifted off you, and you don't have to do that performance base, you know, works anymore. You, you, it's and that was such a relief to me, and such a a burden lifted that, and, and 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 you know, I felt so right with with Christ, and I. I have never, in the LDS time, you know, I'm 60 years old and I've been in the LDS church pretty much my whole life, I have never been as as close to my Savior as I am now. And what I know is just, I know the right things, the main things, the the gospel of grace, but I'm studying the Bible and I'm learning His Word and I have never been as close to Him as I am now. And I I think that that is just going to continue to get better and better and you know all the time just as i read his word and understand it and uh, and, okay. and appreciate the grace that i've found and, and
1: that is the perfect way to tie up thank you for that pleasure. very um, amazing precious heartfelt testimony of what jesus can do in a life um it's all of everything that's outside of Christ is going to be performance based or works right. based yeah. but the true Christ did it all and he offers his salvation as a gift and if he, we yeah. accept it then our burden is light that's right thank yeah, you I... until My... next time grace and peace
2: so long
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We would love to hear how the podcast has helped you. We are so grateful for you, our listeners, and the donations that keep us on the air. To say thank you, we are offering a free gift with a donation of any amount. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free gift button to get yours. Thanks for joining us on the Unveiling Grace Podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.